Welcome to Intuitive Eating for Christian Women. I'm your co-host, Erin Todd. I'm a writer and an intuitive eater. And I'm your co-host, Charlie Castle, registered dietitian and exercise physiologist. We're here to help you discover whole health for your mind, body, and soul. That's right. Our goal is to embody scripture, ditch dieting, and live on purpose. Woo! Woo! Yes, girl. Hey there, sister. Welcome back to the Intuitive Eating for Christian Women podcast. We are so glad you're here. Today, we're going to be talking with Victoria Yates, and she is sharing all about practicing self-care when life is busy. Victoria is a health coach, a nurse, and a certified intuitive eating counselor, and she is on a mission to help high-achieving women feel calm around food and confident in their bodies. Before we jump into this conversation with Victoria, just as a reminder, our program is for informational and educational purposes only, and it is not a substitute for individual medical or mental health advice. Our aim, as always, is to introduce you to the principles of intuitive eating and help you to see how those principles align with scripture so you can improve your relationship with food, your body, and God and cast out dieting for good. Good morning, Victoria. Thank you for joining us today. We're so happy to have you on the podcast. Yeah, thank you guys both for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So excited. So can you just tell us a little bit about whichever came first for you, your God story or your food story? Take us back to the Mm -hmm. beginning. Okay. Um, So... I would say, I guess, my God story. Um, And so I grew up in a Christian family. Both my mom and dad were and are believers and um, really, you know, really just grateful for that, for just their influence on us, just right from me me and my siblings, right from the beginning. And um, yeah, so, you know, I have known God and Jesus for as long as I can remember, but um, it's kind of a funny story. My my like moment where I was like, I want this for myself. I was five years old, and I distinctly remember it was the day that my bunny rabbit died, and I was laying in bed with my parents, just like crying about it and just, you know, mourning the loss of my bunny rabbit. And it sounds funny, but it was like very real for me that I, I'm not sure what was going on in my head. I tried to like wrap my mind around it. Like, was I as a five-year-old already like thinking about, okay, I'm going to die also one day. And I, I, my parents like from the get-go were, you know, telling me the story of salvation and, um, and the gospels and, um, So in that moment, I was, I remember saying the words, like, I want Jesus to be, you know, I want him to save me. Like, I want that for myself. And so I'm like, wow, how as a five-year-old was I that in tune? And I don't, I'm not really sure, but I remember that exact moment. And from that moment on, like, of course, my testimony, testimony and just like, how God's been working in my life and refining me and the Holy spirit has been working in my life has been like ever since. But, um, yeah, that's kind of like, I guess the first moment that I remember, um, him really just speaking to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so from then on, um, like, uh, we were pretty active in our church community. Um, and I went to a Christian school for high school, uh, for middle and high school. And, um, I would say, I don't know, should I lead into talking about like my food story too? Sure. Is that Sure. Okay. Cause it kind of, I mean, God's work and, you know, the Holy Spirit's work in me was definitely, intertwined with all of that. So, um, (laughs) I, so I was in middle school and my mom, um, she has a medical condition, a genetic condition where she has really loose ligaments and she ended up, um, uh, and have injuring her 
neck and spinal cord. And, um, I was in middle school, I want to say seventh or eighth grade. And I, I'm the oldest in our family. And I would say in that, in all of that, that kind of happened, she was in and out of the hospital for a while, just dealing with, um, a lot of neuromuscular issues. And, um, I think, you know, looking back, um, and just like processing everything in that time, I felt very out of control. Like everything about life just felt very, I felt like as the oldest, I had to just be this strong one for my siblings. Uh, I felt like I had to just like put up this front and, um, not, uh, I don't know, not be phased by everything and just be strong for everything. But of course, like inside, I was really struggling with this uncertainty. Like, is my mom going to be okay? And um, also like coincidingly, um, you know, with that, you know, her dealing with health issues, I think I just started to be really concerned about health for myself and wanted to just like do everything possible to make sure that I was like the healthiest person possible. Um, so of course it's like perfect storm led to my struggles with food and my body. And, um, just like I became, it it was kind of like this innocent, uh, desire to just be healthy. Right. So it's kind of like no one sets out, I feel like to have an eating disorder, but I just wanted to be really healthy and, So started to, of course, um, to do that, I went to the internet and was like, how do I be healthy? And of course, everything you see on there is very diet focused. And, and I remember being so confused because I was like starting to pick up these practices of just, you know, being as trying to be as healthy as I could. Um, and that's where a lot of the dialogue that the mental dialogue I had of like certain foods are good and others are bad. Um, certain bodies are good. Others are bad. And I needed to have a good body and only eat good foods. Um, and I'm using, you know, as I'm sure you guys know, like I'm using quotes with all of this because it's, uh, yeah, we know that no good foods, no bad foods, no good bodies, no bad bodies. Um, but that's like, you know, where I guess I found my education in how to be the healthiest person I could be to try to, um, escape illness, escape disease and escape pain. And also all the while trying to just control something that I felt like I could control and it gave me safety and security. Um, and of course this was all, this is all stuff that I kind of came to later on through therapy, through like my own work, through the work of the Holy spirit. But, um, uh, in the moment, that's kind of like, I think what was really going on. Um, so of course that, that kind of led to, or that did lead to just, um, food obsession and just like this obsession with maintaining or like getting to the perfect body. And then like in my mind, maintaining that and the fear of, you know, any changes to my body. Um, and so, that kind of mentality and, um, and just like that, all of those actions of controlling food, food controlling me, um, are those it, I'd say that I struggled with that for about eight years or so. Um, so from like early high school to, um, late college. And then I would say in the later part of college, um, I, so around senior year, I met my now husband and I, I would say, you know, I, I'd been kind of like, I knew in my heart that the way that I was eating was not good for me. Um, I had numerous people telling me that and, um, started to, you know, believe that for myself too. Um, around, around that time. But as, as you guys, I'm sure know, and anyone knows who's dealt with something like this, it's really hard to go from that head knowledge of, I know that 
I know that this isn't good for my body, but I also don't want to change. Mm-hmm. Um, so that took a lot of just like refining and getting to a place where, okay, I am not afraid to change and I'm not afraid to do this work, um, to heal my relationship with food and heal my relationship with body, with my body and backing up to, um, when I was like doing all of that, you know, research of like, what is healthy? How do I, how do I need to live? How do I need to eat? Um, I, I was so confused when, you know, my mom was really concerned about my weight. My mom was concerned about how I was eating. You know, my parents both were, um, everybody in my life was showing this concern. And I was so confused because like I said, that's what I found as like, everybody was eating this way or like, this was how you were supposed to eat. So I was so confused because I thought I was doing everything right. Um, and so I think that for me made it really hard to take that step towards recovering and healing my relationship with food in my body, because I, I didn't think I was doing anything wrong. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, and I also didn't think I looked wrong. Right. Cause like there were so many people, I was like, there's so many other people who are smaller than me. And so how is this bad? Um, so anyway, those were like all the thoughts kind of going on in my head. So yeah, going forward again, um, I met my now husband and in that, you know, our relationship started to get more serious and we started to talk about like marriage. And, um, I knew that I would not be able to keep up this way that I was eating and exercising and also have a good relationship with my husband. And I knew that, uh, I had to kind of pick one or the other. So, um, of course I picked him and, um, that was really where, you know, I, I, I do credit him with a lot of why, why I'm where I'm at now, because he was always encouraging me to, well, we, we started to just like our relationship. Um, we loved eating good food together and I loved cooking for him and like trying out new recipes. Um, and so he really just encouraged me to, uh, just try new things that were previously off limits. Cause he has like such a like total opposite of how I was with food, like ate everything, no fear exercised how he wanted, but wasn't like obsessed with it. Um, and in a, in an unhealthy way. And so like, he encouraged me to try new things and eat foods that I'd not eaten for years and go back for seconds. And so, um, I always say, you know, with my clients, like it can be really scary in that moment when like before you're starting to take those steps towards, um, uh, like trying new things. But once you start to do that, like it's, it's kind of like, anything that you do the first couple of times that you do it, it's really difficult. But then, you know, I found once I was like going back for seconds, trying these new things, like it, it became easier and I was able to do that with more foods. Um, and so little by little, I started to realize a couple of things. I realized um, food isn't as scary as I thought it was. And uh, my body, I can trust my body. So food's not as scary as I thought it was. And then I can trust my body. And um, I would say that's kind of like where everything started. And um, I went on my last diet, um, a good old Whole30 <laughs> um, in 2019, 2019. And then I discovered intuitive eating through a podcast, which is why I love podcasts about intuitive eating because Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I found intuitive eating through a podcast and I learned about, um, you know, there's, I, I, I literally like learned everything I could about intuitive eating. Cause it just made so much sense to me. I was like, this is how to me, like, this is how God made us to eat. And, um, so from there it was just like, I was at the point where I went full force into it and didn't look back and, um, yeah. And then I learned about something called an intuitive eating counselor. And I was like, I want to share this with every single person out there because everyone is affected by diet culture and everyone needs to learn about intuitive eating because it literally changed my life. And I feel so much peace with my body, um, 
so much calm around food and I've been able to do so many things that I don't think I would have had the courage or confidence to do, um, before doing this work. So, yeah, that's awesome. So awesome. So I, I want to go all the way back to like junior high when you were deciding, you know, at that time you weren't like, I'm looking for control and security. So I'm going to, you know, you were just trying to be healthy and, and, and do the right things and, and looking up what healthy eating was online and starting that process. And I'm curious, um, was God involved in that or was it two separate topics? What, like, where was God kind of through you starting those habits? And then um, when your family started being concerned, like, what was your, your thought process there with the Lord? So I would say, you know, my relationship with God during those times when uh, things felt so out of control, I, I definitely like leaned on him throughout all of it, Mm -hmm. but I, I knew I needed him in those moments, but I also wanted to do it on my own, if that makes sense. So like, I would say, you know, my relation, there was never a period of time where I was like, I don't want anything to do with God. Like he, like my life is all messed up because of him. You know, I was never saying things like that. Um, but I, I think I, I drew on to drew near to him and like, he was very much a part of my life during that time, but also I wrestled with him. I wrestled with just needing to have control, needing to like, okay, I trust you, God, but also I need to do this on my own a little bit. So I think that's kind of like where that all fit in. Um, and you know, I, I think it was looking, thinking back on it, you know, it was definitely like a spiritual battle. Like I was very aware of the fact that I, I felt like, I felt like Satan was like very much trying to just like take hold of this part of me and like, not, you know, he was, he was trying to influence me in this way to like turn my back on God. But, um, I, I felt that tug of war, like, you know, you know, the verse in the Bible where, you know, Paul talks about like my flesh is at war within me. And like, that is so how it felt. Like I felt this spiritual battle happening that like God wanted me to just let go of control, but I didn't want to, but I knew I needed to. So like that kind of was at play there. Yeah. Yeah. I find when we talk to people and like, even in our own stories, it's like when you first start dieting or going down that road, especially if you're going after health, which is what we see massively now, like you feel like you're doing the right good thing. So like, of course this is good. And maybe you don't even think to like include God in those decisions. Cause they're just like, duh, you're supposed to be healthy. Um, and then you know, there's a time where maybe people start struggling with it and they, then they don't bring God into that, that part of their lives. It seems to be something that's a little bit separate. Um, And I I think that that was kind of the same for you, Aaron, right? Like you don't, you don't really know (laughs) that this is like a God issue until you're in that, like, wow, this is really a struggle and it's something that's hurting me and I'm choosing not to change. Maybe you start to recognize it there. Um, So I just, I think it's so encouraging for people to hear like you, you accepted salvation at five years old and you knew the Lord and you were walking with him during that whole thing. Um, And you, you still can get into struggles. You still can... Yeah. I feel like for me, it was, it was very much like any other idol. Like I idolized the control that I thought I could have. I idolized this perfect body that I thought I needed to have. And it was like, like any other idol, like I, I didn't want it, but, um, but I also did at the same time. So Mm -hmm. anyway, (laughs) Victoria, I'm so curious about, um, 
the part, I think it's come up twice now. So you said um, kind of earlier about recognizing, like knowing in your heart that the way you're eating is not right. And then having the messages come from loved ones and everything and kind of having this struggle between the knowledge of this isn't good for me. And then, but you still don't, you don't want to change though, even though you know you should. And that you, you said it took refining, which I love. Um, I love that picture of the refinement process that is necessary to get you to want to change. So I'm just curious what that looked like for you. Like what, what was the progression there? of What softened you, softened your heart, um, made you finally able to uh, let go of that and want to change more than you wanted control? Yeah, I think I, you know, I, I don't know. I think it was time. I think it just took me a long time to just get to that place. Um, I think it was different little puzzle pieces along the way where like different people pouring into my life. And, um, and I think just like seeing people that I looked up to who had, had different body sizes, um, eight, seemingly normal and like weren't quite as controlled around food. And I started to like, really, I remember watching people, this sounds kind of creepy, but like, I remember watching people and like, um, looking for just, um, looking for people and inspiration from people who like were more relaxed around food were more just like, weren't like at the place that I was at with food in my body. And and I started to see like, Oh, they seem to be okay. Mm -hmm. And, and then like having other people, um, who I looked up to, um, who were so just like loving Jesus and weren't as, you know, weren't focusing on food as much. And, And I was like, I want that. So I started to just like, I think, see people that I respected and looked up to and wanting different pieces and parts of them to be part of me. Um, and yeah, I think that was a big part. And then, like I said, I think, I think my, you know, meeting my husband and, and making that choice of like, I can either have this controlling relationship with food and my body, or I can have a relationship with him that is, you know, not hindered by me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was kind of like the last nail in the coffin, the, yeah, that just like led me to where I am now. But I think it was just like little things here and there along the way. And I think it was time. Um, and I mean, honestly, like big picture, I think just like the Holy Spirit working on me. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it kind of sounds like you were, you know, in the beginning, you think you have the control and that this is like, this is the positive in your life is this control with food and exercise. And then it's like this stuff was kind of stacking up against you that you were realizing what it was taking from you, what you were missing out on. And then kind of that realization of, oh, this is controlling me. Yeah. I'm not controlling it. Oh yeah. Totally. You said it so perfectly. Yep. I love that it was so many things and time. Let's just mm-hmm. feel like that is so encouraging and unique to you, but also so true for everybody's story. I think people come to podcasts and counselors and want this, like, give me a three-step formula mm-hmm. to be refined. <laughs> and um, you can certainly take steps in the right direction, but I think it's just really actually empowering to think about it of just like, I'm going to walk it out and I'm going to let the Holy Spirit work. And it just takes the time that it takes and you get there and it's going to look different for everybody. So um, thank you for sharing that part of it. I know somebody needed to hear that today. Mm. It's good stuff. Okay. So Victoria, I want to um, get into some, some advice here because This might be a selfish question, (laughs) but I know you have some, um, some knowledge to share and some wisdom about learning to care for yourself in busy seasons. And I think, um, that is something that I know I need to hear. So I would love to, uh, to just have you speak into that a little bit. 
Yeah, I love talking about that. Um, I yeah, I'm I'm in a very busy season myself, so I feel ya. Um, I have two babies uh, under two right now, so and uh, running a business and being a wife and a mom and all these things. And I think the I'm not saying that to be like, I'm doing everything, but I, I'm also with you. That's what I'm coming <laughs> yeah. Life is busy. And I think, um, like, I guess as far as like advice goes, the biggest thing is giving yourself grace. I have to give myself grace every single day and um, grace to not always do it all and not have everything be perfect and just do what I can and be the best that I can, but also know that, um, I'm not perfect and um, I am not expected to be, and I don't need to expect myself to be. Um, So, but I would say, you know, as far as like caring for yourself in busy seasons, I at least have found some things that help me personally, just to have a little bit more sanity and calm during those busy seasons. Um, One thing for me I've found is just waking up a little bit earlier than the rest of the house gets up um, or my husband and I will try to get up uh, before the kiddos get up. So, um, and I just find that like having those little moments of just being still in the morning, uh, I'm like a major morning person. So I love like even just the thought of like waking up early when it's still just a little bit dark out and drinking coffee and like maybe playing some worship music um, and putting like on a fun descent essential oil with some citrus. Like I love to just set the mood in the morning. So, um, I'll do that. That's like my time where I kind of go through my devotional s- sequence. And I like to start off with like a little devotional, like right now I'm going through, um, Jesus calling. And then I like read some of my Bible, um, maybe do some journaling depending on time, like I don't always have time to do all of this, but even just like 15 minutes in the morning by myself, drinking coffee while it's still hot is like gold right now. So, um, I think finding, you know, something like that, if you are a morning person or if that sounds good, or you want to be a morning person, um, that has been really amazing for me personally, just to feel like I have some, calm before the storm starts of the day sometimes. Um, and then, you know, even just like thinking about finding some little pockets of calmness throughout the day. Uh, for me, sometimes like if I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm very connected with my body at this point of my life right now. Um, and I can, I can sense when things start to feel like really just stressful in my body. Like I feel like my shoulders just kind of like hunch up and my breathing gets faster. And I just feel overall just more tense in my body. So I try to like be aware of those cues that my body gives me throughout the day that things feel stressful. And I will just kind of like take a moment, like relax my shoulders down, try to like, like even like places in my jaw I've noticed lately, this is something new since we had our second baby is like, I get to the end of the day and my jaw feels really tight and sore. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I must've been clenching my jaw all day. Gosh. Um, so I try to like relax my jaw. I try to like take some deep breaths just to kind of, you know, like scientifically get your body back into that parasympathetic mode. Um, I find that that really helps. Um, and also like, mixing in, I'm like spouting off this advice, I feel like, but I'm just sharing like what works for me. Um, mixing in both some, like, I like to call it structure with flexibility. So this comes for me in the form of like some meal planning. Cause I know that I need to eat throughout the week. And I know that I'm going to want to eat food that is satisfying and tastes good. Um, so like planning out some meals, planning out some, uh, play dates, um, planning out like the things that I need to do just so I see them all out and like assigning them to a spot in my week. Um, so that I kind of like have a big picture of like what's going on through the week. But then with that, having that element of flexibility where like, if something doesn't get done, it's okay. And giving myself grace for it, or 
um, if we, you know, like get invited out to go have dinner with friends one night, like we do that versus stick to the meal plan. So, um, yeah, I'd say like summing things up, like finding little pockets of calm throughout your day, uh, having some structure and flexibility, and then overall just giving yourself so much grace for the busy seasons and just being who you can be. Um, and knowing that there's no perfect person. So only Jesus. This episode is brought to you by our online course, Ditch the Diet Masterclass. If you're ready to break free from diet culture and being a slave to the scale, it's time to ditch the diet and reclaim your body and your life for God's purpose. Learn more and sign up at intuitiveeatingforchristianwomen.com slash online courses. That's intuitiveeatingforchristianwomen.com slash online courses. I love the idea of having some structure. I think that helps calm everybody's nerves, right? If you have some structure in your day, but then that flexibility and that willingness to kind of go with the flow or go with things as they change. And I love that your example for that was kind of meal planning or prepping, because that's something that for me, like just recently, I've realized, like, I used to, I used to prep a lot more, like, just to have stuff ready in the fridge, so that if I got into something, we could eat, you know, quickly without a whole lot of effort, and I could keep doing what I was doing. And I kind of got out of the habit of that. And then it was like, I'd get into something like gardening or whatever, and I don't really want to go spend a bunch of time cooking in the kitchen. So I would eat something fast or order out or whatever. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but you start to feel kind of junky after Mm. a while, you know, and I realized like, well, like having, having foods that really nourish me that I enjoy that make my body feel good. Like that was a big part of self-care that I had kind of let go that really helps you through those busy seasons when there is a lot going on. Yeah. 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 Victoria, did you ever struggle with the meal planning thing? I feel like I had a severe backlash against meal prep and meal plan Mm -hmm. because it felt really diety and I just couldn't get there for a really long time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I mean, obviously I'm, I'm nodding my head in agreement when you're saying structure with flexibility. I so feel that. Um, but is there anything you could say to somebody who just cannot do the structure yet? Maybe they're just too early in their, in their journey, making peace with food. How do you, how, what are some other ways that feel good for you for, um, building and structure to the week that help you to, um, have that calm that comes from structure. Uh, but maybe it's not necessarily a meal plan. Any, any ideas there? Sorry, I'm going to go off a video for a second and okay. um, cause I'm having some stuff. Um, can you repeat that question? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So I'm loving the structure and flexibility thing and I'm anticipating a little pushback from the people that just cannot do meal planning and meal prepping yet because I was that person. I really, that felt diety to me for mm, more than a year. So (laughs) do you have any tips for somebody who wants that structure, but just like, can't, can't do the meal planning, meal prepping? What, what would you say to them? Like when it comes to food? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I am not a huge, like, prepper meal prepper. Uh, I'm like more, I, I I get that, like, this feels overwhelming to Mm -hmm. meal prep, like a whole week of dinners and stuff like that. So, um, I, I feel like for me, I like to keep things very simple. Um, and so I think like for someone who is, not about the meal prepping, I'd say, you know, keep meals very, very, very simple, Mm -hmm. just like very simple ingredients, like, and, you know, 30 minutes or less meals. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we always like to have some like really easy foods on hand, like Mm -hmm. Trader Joe's foods. If you have a Trader Joe's near you or like, I feel like all grocery stores have like those 
you know, really easy. You can throw them in the microwave kinds of things or throw them in a skillet and they're like yeah. done in five minutes. So, um, and they don't necessarily like, I think things have gotten really nice where it's not like you don't have just the option of like TV dinner versus home cooked meal anymore. Like there's a lot of options out there for full meals for your family that are just really easy from the frozen section, but also, you know, are nourishing and like feel good. Um, so find some of those that you really like and just keep them in your fridge. And I like to kind of say like anticipate that busy night where you get to the end of the day and you don't want to cook, just anticipate having those. And I'm not always good about this. Cause I, I have this like perfectionism, like, okay, I'm going to make a home cooked meal every night. So I have to even catch myself and be like, no, we all are better when we just have these meals stocked in our freezer. So we always have like some Trader Joe's fried rice that I'll just throw an egg on it or something like that, you know, yeah. for those busy nights. Um, and then as far as like meal planning, um, actually I have to shout out, um, my friend, Chris, I don't know if you guys know healthy mama, Chris. Um, yeah. She, yeah. Okay. She does. She did a workshop recently for me inside my, my intuitive eating community. And she has the greatest tips on just how to make meal planning, not diety. And so she, um, one thing she talks about that I have been uh, doing is thinking about a couple of meals that you want for the week. So like, for example, this past week we had curry, we had some kind of like gnocchi shrimp dish, and then we had chicken tacos. So like what I'll do is I'll get all of the ingredients for those things from the grocery store uh, at the beginning of the week. And I know that those are the meals that I have ingredients for. Um, and then as on like a daily basis, I'll be like, okay, what do we feel like tonight? Do we feel like curry? Do we feel like chicken tacos? Do we feel like this gnocchi dish? And pick that. So it kind of combines both. Like you've got that structure of like, I have these meals that I already decided that they would, I think they're going to sound really good to eat this week. Um, they I'm kind of excited about making them. So you have that component, but also you have that flexibility of I'm, I'm not assigning this meal to a day, which mm -hmm. that feels very diety. Right. Yeah. So that it's like, you kind of combine the I'm prepared and maybe we should say prepared planning or prepared meals. Like I've already prepared these foods mm -hmm. in my head that I have the ingredients for them, but also I can be intuitive about it and ask myself what sounds good tonight and go with that. If that makes sense. I think that's exactly what we're talking about in yep. like creating the structure is yeah. being prepared. So yes, I have a deep freezer full of stuff like that, that if I decide I don't want to cook or whatever, we can just throw it in and it's easy. And I have learned for myself to Victoria, like I can pick like three meals that are fresh ingredients that are going to go bad if we don't cook them in a week to put in the fridge. And I will probably cook like three meals like that. And then mm -hmm. the rest of the week is probably going to be like stuff I pull from the freezer or something super simple from the pantry. Um, mm -hmm. So like being like well stocked with things that you think will sound good is really like the best prepared you can be to, to be an intuitive eater is having those things available to you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's like taking a, using a mindset shift of it's, I, this is not for a diet. This is not to change my body or to be strict with how I'm eating. This is just an element of caring for myself. This is self-care. Mm -hmm. um, it's just a totally different way of thinking that makes all the difference. Yeah. And I think about it a lot. Like I'm like setting us up to have a week where like, we really enjoy the food. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I love that. I, whatever, um, I think I'm on the same vein and, uh, some of the stuff, maybe, maybe I even picked it up from Chris because I love her, uh, cooking and meal plan stuff too. I think it was reframing it just using the word like weekly menu, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, which yeah. was like super helpful to me to just get the, cause I I'm with you. I'm, I'm, 
okay with the word being prepared. <laughs> the <laughs> prep and the plan, I don't know, they were just triggering. So I have a yeah, little whiteboard. <laughs> they are, they are. And that's yeah. so funny to say even now, so many years later, but um, just my little whiteboard, uh, like a small little thing that's in the kitchen and it's just menu. And after I go grocery shopping, I just write down the stuff that we have, kind of like you're saying, like, these are what, this is what's on hand. These are the a couple of new standout things that I'm excited about. And then there's holes that need to be filled in. And sometimes they get filled with leftovers or mm-hmm. filled with something from the freezer or, you know, surprise, flexible going out or mm-hmm. uh, cooking something on the fly. I think um, the there really is a lot of peace and that that structure of just, even if it's just a few things, mm-hmm. I think that takes uh, some of the pressure off and I just hate that feeling of going, oh, what am I supposed to be doing for dinner tonight? Like, what is it? And I have to, like, look in the fridge and look on the pantry. It's like, wait, what? What am I doing? And it's like, oh, no, look on the menu board. <laughs> Pick the one that sounds good today. There's no prescribed order. There's no uh, whatever. Um, so, yeah, and that, for whatever reason, I didn't, I wasn't thinking of that as structure, which is so peaceful. But it really is. It really mm-hmm. helps uh, tame tame the evenings of the week. and and. Mm-hmm give you a little bit of respite in, in the evening when usually you're tired anyway. And I know, I know you must be as a mama of two. Um, so do you have any, any tips for mamas that you want to share? With regards to what would you say? Oh, just doing, doing all of this work, this intuitive eating work, um, this self-care work, anything that you have learned, um, in the last two years or so that you think is specific to to moms who um, probably need a reminder that it's okay to care for themselves and not just the people in their homes. Mm, yes. Um, well, I think even more so for me, I think about that phrase, like caring for yourself. It helps when it helps you to be able to care for others more. I don't know. I'm not saying that very eloquently, but, um, I, I find that so true. Like I need to do certain things to take care of myself as a mom. And, and this is true for all of us, but I think it can definitely ring true for moms. Um, because you know, there's, there's that other element that you're juggling of your kids and what's going on with them. Um, And it's really easy, I've found, to want to give, give, give of yourself and put yourself last because you have these little kids that you just love so much. And um, it's really easy to want to just put every all of their needs above your own. Um, But it's very important to find that piece of caring for yourself and um, you know, whatever that looks like for you. Um, for me lately, it's been, I need to have some time out by myself. Cause I'm like a big time introvert, believe it or not. And I need to recoup and like get my, get back to like myself being, uh, the best person that I can be through having some alone time. Um, And I lately, only recently have found that through kind of um, going to a bar class um, and that kind of combines like I'm moving my body in a way that feels good and that is caring for myself because it's a lot to hold children all day and be like bending down, reaching down, getting them up. So I find like that feels so, so good for my body to just like move in all directions and kind of like loosen up. Um, and also build strength. And, um, that feels really empowering for me. Um, but it's also like getting away and kind of like getting into my space and, um, having some me time. Um, also sometimes I'll like, my husband will watch the kids and I'll just like go and get a coffee by myself. Mm -hmm. Um, so like finding those little moments, whatever it is for you. And maybe for you, that's like going and having, time with friends. And I do, I need that too. Um, we're still trying to like, uh, settle in here and like make friends here in Greenville. Um, but yeah, so like finding whatever that is for you, that, um, that is that piece of self-care. And I think we've, we've kind of been talking about that 
a little bit this whole time of like caring for yourself and um, finding what that looks like for you. And I think that that's a piece of intuitive eating that, you know, when you are learning to get away from the shoulds of dieting and the shoulds of like diet culture in general, um, you start to become aware of like your own needs and what, what your body needs, what your mind needs, what like you as a human being need, um, your spiritual self. And I, I love asking the question, like, what do I need right now? Um, and I find that that has been really helpful for me, um, as a mom, even because I, I can say like, I can ask myself, what do I need right now? And do I need to like get out and move my body? Do I need to have some quiet time in the mornings so that I feel sane for the rest of the day? Do I need to get out with some girlfriends and have some time just with them? Um, so that question I find has been really helpful just to know how to best take care of myself. And, uh, so, yeah. That's so good. It's definitely something that spills over from this intuitive eating journey of like asking, you know, what sounds good to me? What, what is going to, what does my body need right now? And then, uh, when you realize you don't have to follow someone else's plan, someone rule, someone's rules for how to eat and what to do, then it's like, as time goes on, I realize like, oh my gosh, that's my whole life. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. like something that's really life-giving to an extrovert, like is exhausting for me. And there's nothing wrong with me that like those things drain me. Whereas sitting by myself with a cup of coffee fuels me like, so like giving yourself permission to find the things that do, um, you know, help you find that calm, help you connect with the Lord, help you connect with your body, help you recharge. Um, and letting that be yours, letting that be a personal thing, not comparing it to, you know, the mama's down the street way to recharge, because it might be completely different. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that. Because when, as soon as you said should, Victoria, I started thinking of like the should prescription for self-care and what that needs to look like. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, just throwing it out there in case, in case you haven't heard it and what's already been said, like, ladies, go figure that out for yourself. Like, don't rely on what works for Victoria to work for you, what works for Charlie to work for you, what works for me to work for you. Like, you gotta, I mean, you gotta get out there and, and try some stuff on and see what fits and see what makes you feel calm and see what makes you feel recharged. And, um, I think that's a lot of fun. Like that, that is, <laughs> it can be frustrating at first because maybe you try something that looked great on Instagram and it didn't feel very good for you. And it's like, darn, <laughs> missed opportunity, darn it. Um, so that's okay. That's part of it too. And the, and the other part comes when you find what works for you. Go ahead, Char. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is like, it's going to change. It might change day to day. Yeah. It might change season through season. Like, so it's a question like you, you ask in the moment, like sometimes it would be like, what I need right now is to meet with my girlfriends or sometimes what would feel really good and be recharging is doing some yoga. And sometimes it's sitting on my butt watching some Netflix. And they're like, one of those isn't better than the other. And giving yourself like that full permission to do what it is that you need to do that's going to fuel you is really, really freeing and like aids in that process. It's like the unconditional permission to eat, like give yourself unconditional permission to refuel and whatever that looks like today. Yeah. To just be yourself and discover who that is. Mm, yeah. Mm, I love that. Like it, nobody tells us to do that. Like why, why did it take however? I mean, I don't know how I'm not going to call us out on ages ladies, but I mean, like be yourself and figure out what feels good for you and what um, lets you live in a way that you can love others really well. Like nobody encourages you to do that. At least if you, 
you know, back to your searching on the internet as, as a youngster, Victoria, it's like, that is not the advice Mm -hmm. that's there. It's a prescriptive tick these boxes, do these things. And I love that intuitive eating is so, so, so different than that. And um, especially as a Christian, you know, really coming from a place of, um, you know, we're, we're saying do what feels good for you, but that is in the context, context of so that you can love God and love others. Um, Yeah. I always go back to the thought of, you know, God created us in his image. And I always find that so encouraging um, just how vast God is because of how differently he has created us all in personality and looks. And I mean, just in so many things, but um I used to compare so much, you know, like, oh, she's really into that and that's cool. And that'd be cool if I was into that. And then you try and you don't really like it. And then you feel kind of like, oh, like I really find so much freedom in, you know, like Erin, you're always like, you're so weird because I love yard work so much. (laughs) Like I will do yard work for days. It is, it fuels me. It is my happy place. I love it so much. And like, it takes time to embrace, like, this is like, this is a reflection of God Mm. in a different way than he reflects himself in you, Aaron, or you, Victoria. Um, And that really helps me like celebrate the things that I enjoy and who I am and food. And um, so I just always think about that. Like, God is purposely trying to show a part of himself through me. Mm. And if I fight that, I'm holding back whatever that is that he's trying to give to the people around me. Yeah. I've been kind of like, so I've been uh, working on a body image um, course program inside my membership site lately. And I, I don't know about you guys, but I love like creating something like that because, or anything, because I feel like I always learn more and go deeper myself, which is fun. But so I've been learning about and going deeper in comparison and something that I have been realizing is that, you know, comparison isn't always bad. It's not always a bad thing. When we, if you think about it, comparison is you looking at someone and admiring them. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think I've, I've kind of like done that little mental switch myself. And when I find myself comparing myself to someone else, I try to think like, okay, what is it that I see in them that I'm admiring about them and not coming from a place of like scarcity, like they have that thing. I can't have it They're that way. I can't be like that, but more like, uh, just admiring that person. If it's something like a character trait that I see in them, like, how can I maybe be more like that because I see that in that person and I want to be more like that. I see that quality of God even in them. And I want more of that in myself. And that has made the hugest difference. Uh, the biggest difference for me, as far as like comparison goes, um, just having that, that mindset shift of where is, where's that piece of admiration coming from? Why am I comparing and how, where, what am I admiring in that person? Uh, and having inside yeah. that scarcity mindset, this abundance mindset of, I, it doesn't mean that I can't be like that too. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been yeah. really helpful. Yeah. Well, and it's like, uh, encouraging that person in that, or like mm-hmm. cheering them on, yeah. or like, instead of that, like, oh, you have this and I don't. So like, there's that tension there. But like, oh my gosh, you are really organized and motivated and it's awesome. And like, thank you for being that way because it helps me or that's something that, you know, I want to grow into. Um, But that's truly what it is. Like this, the scarcity versus the abundance. Um, We can notice things about other people and, and love that about them. And maybe we want that for ourselves too, or maybe we realize I really don't want that. I just thought I did because society yeah. thinks that's great or whatever it is. Yeah. 
Yeah, totally. You can like see someone else and be like, okay, God gave you this gift and it's different from me, but I can celebrate that and know that it doesn't mean that I'm not enough myself. Exactly. So good. Mm -hmm. I love that. Okay, Victoria, well, you hinted at it. So um, I want to hear more about your, your membership, what you offer online. Can you just tell, uh, tell everyone where they can connect with you and learn more about your, um, your offerings? Sure. So um, you can find my website is victoria-yates.com. And that's kind of like my main hub, I guess. Um, I also have a podcast. It's called the Embracing Balance Podcast. If you'd like to come listen there, uh, would love to have you. Um, and then, um, on Instagram, I'm like pretty active on Instagram and love to just connect with people there just for fun. And you can follow along with, um, me. And I like to post pictures of my two kids cause they're so cute and I'm very proud of them. Um, but I'm <laughs> at non-diet underscore RN and, um, and then, yeah, I have a membership community called the nourish lab and, it's a place for, I say, high achieving women who want to work on their relationship with food, grow in that area of themselves, work on their relationship with their bodies so that they can be free to go and do the amazing things that they are called to do. I love that. You said it was Nourish Lab. That is a, that yeah, is a great the name. Nourish lab. I love that name. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. Well, Victoria, we always ask a couple of wrap up questions. I think I know what the answer is going to be to this first one, but I'm going to, I'm going to ask it anyway. Okay. <laughs> coffee or tea and how do you take it? Ooh, coffee all the way. Uh, I like tea at night sometimes, but if I'd have to pick coffee and I like it, I'm very <laughs> snobby with my coffee, but I like <laughs> uh, if I can be, but um, I like uh, lo- like a local brewery, ro- like a local coffee roaster, you know, fancy bag of coffee uh, mm-hmm. with half and half, like a bit of half and half in it so that it's like nice and tan. <laughs> yum, 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 yum. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I used to be like a black coffee drinker because it was lower calories, but I missed out yeah. on so many years of good coffee drinking. <laughs> That's why we love that. That's why it's our favorite conversation because (laughs) it can be such a perfect depiction of like diet culture and after that. I will say I'm not, I'm not against, and sometimes I am called to the like fun signature latte at a coffee shop Mm -hmm. with like a lavender, the like fun herbal stuff. So I'm not against that, but on the regular, just coffee and half and half. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Okay. What is your favorite breakfast food? Ooh. Um, currently, 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 <laughs> that is such a hard question. Um, if I were to pick, it would be, it would actually be going out to this breakfast place that we love. It's called tandem crepery and it is, they make like the best crepes with all the different things on it. I love, they have one that is sausage, potato, and kale. Mm. It's delicious. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I love all foods that can be either savory or sweet. Like yep. all those foods are my favorite. <laughs> yep. Ideal would be having half of the savory, half of a sweet. So like my husband yeah. will get like the sweet and then I'll get the savory and we'll share. <laughs> you too. I nice. love it. <laughs> Um, okay. So something hard, something hard in life that you have achieved. Ooh. Um, uh, I mean, I mean, the obvious answer is like, we're going through all that healing my relationship with food, but I'd, I'd say second thing that I'm like pretty proud of is, um, two years ago, I became a bar three instructor. I was really proud of that. Um, cause it was something that I really wanted to do, but I think, but it also like put me out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm also thinking having children was also very hard too. So <laughs> I don't know. 
hard to pick. Um, but yeah, maybe I'll say those three things. Yeah, I love it. If that's allowed. Um, do you remember your first cell phone? What was your first cell phone? Ooh, that's fun. I was late to the cell phone game. Um, I it seemed to to me. I was in ninth grade when I got a cell phone. Um, and it, I don't remember what it was called, but it was definitely one of those flip ones, um, uh, uh-huh. for sure. And then at one point I think I had the slidey ones, mm-hmm. but yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. The last thing that made you laugh, like hard laugh, like ugly laugh, going to cry laugh. Oh, uh, um, I would say that there was this. Uh, video on YouTube. My husband is like the king of finding funny videos on YouTube and he'll show them to me. Um, (laughs) Of course, I'm like laughing as I'm thinking about it. Um, It was this guy and it was um, this, uh, I have to like send it to you and maybe you can put it in the show notes for people to laugh, but it was, uh, yes, do that. it was this Ikea worker uh, who was talking about like, the things that people come in and say to employees. Have you seen this? Yes, I've seen the it. Things I have that seen people it. come and say to employees that, uh, I mean, we've all been there and all said these things, but it's like the employee who's like, I can't help you with that. I'm just the employee. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, it's hard to explain, but it, it was very, very funny. I was dying laughing. Um, so yeah, and maybe second is like my my son is doing this babbling right now that is just so funny. He's like, he sounds like a Star Wars character how he's talking. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, and this one might be a little deep. I don't know, um, but like, what's something that really surprised you about motherhood? Either like being pregnant or birth or raising these two littles. Like, what's something that was really surprising to you? I, I think the most surprising is just how deep you can love your children. Like how, how deep of a love exists. Mm -hmm. And like, I love my husband, but the love that I have for my children is so different. It's not that it's like, I love them more, but it's just so, it's such a different love. And I think one thing that um, well, I was actually saying it yesterday is like, it's sometimes I love them so much that it's, it's scary how much I love them. Cause it's like, if I lost them, I feel like, gosh, I can't even imagine that. But, um, so that's like, that was definitely surprising. And I think it just, um, when I first had my son, you know, we always talk about like how God, loves his children, right? Like that's kind of a phrase that's thrown around is like, God loves his children. Um, but it made it so much more real to me, like how much God loves us. Cause I can only imagine, like, I am a human being, imperfect, sinful, and I love my children this deeply. How on earth, how much more deeply God loves us mm-hmm. as like a perfect God who created us. Like that just blows my mind. So, yeah. Mm, so that's, good. That's beautiful. I, yes. I I agree. <laughs> yes. So, so good. Oh, well, Victoria, this has been so fabulous. Thank you so much for, for spending some time with us today and just sharing your journey and your wisdom. And, um, oh, my goodness, that beautiful thought of a parent's love just there at the end and what that means about the Lord. I, I can't relate to it yet, but it's inspiring um, to hear that. And I, I, it's so true. I hear it in your voice. It's just, it's beautiful. Well, thank beautiful. you guys. It's been fun to hang out with you this morning. Yeah. Well, I would love it if you could just uh, close the episode in prayer for us. Sure. I'd love to. Heavenly father, thank you so much for just this time. And thank you for these two amazing women, uh, daughters of you, and just this opportunity that we can come together. And thank you for just your grace and giving us each our own story of redemption and um, the healing that you've given us 
in our relationships with food and our bodies. And thank you for this work that um, you've given us to share this with other people. And I pray for anyone listening that um, you would just continue to move in their lives, that your Holy Spirit would just fill their hearts and minds and soul um, so much so that they are just so in, on fire for you. And I, I just pray that anyone struggling with their relationship with food in their body, God, that you would give them peace. Cause I know what it's like to just have that war waging within you, within them. And I know what it's like to, to feel like you can't do it all and you can't do it on your own and to feel hopeless. And I pray that in those moments of feeling hopeless, that they would just run full force into your arms and know that you care about them. And um, gosh, I'm just, I'm so just amazed at everything that you've done in my life and so grateful. And, um, and I just think also about all the women out there who are listening, who have their own story and their own amazing calling to step into. And I pray that you would just give them strength and courage and boldness to, become that woman that they're meant to be, God. Uh, Thank you so much for this time, this space. And I pray that you just be with us as we go throughout our day and that you would just be showing up more and more that we would see you in everything that that we do. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for listening today. If you find value in what we are creating, would you consider supporting the podcast for just $10 a month? You can support Intuitive Eating for Christian Women by joining our membership program. In the membership program, you get access to our members-only resource library, and you get an invite to our exclusive members-only monthly coffee dates. This is a monthly Zoom call where we get together as a community and pray and share our intuitive eating journeys with Jesus. These coffee dates are for you, sister, if you're looking for more interaction, some fellowship, and some accountability. We'd love to have you come join us in the membership program. You can check out all the details on becoming a member by visiting our podcast website. It's intuitiveeatingforchristianwomen.com slash support. We'll see you in the next episode.